0: Welcome back to The Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business concepts that'll help you grow and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Truss, back with you guys for another great episode. Uh, Dre, welcome. Welcome
1: back, bro. I'm I'm, I'm always happy to be here, every single chance I get. Yes. I'm I'm just trying to put smiles on faces.
0: You know what I mean? That's it, man. That's it. Um, Soon we're going to uh, be putting together, you know, a resource for, you know, a a, a compilation resource of these principles that we've come up with, of these concepts, so uh, you can get them all in one place and you can uh, further uh, build your business that way. So I'm excited about that as well. Um, On the last episode, Dre, you spoke about uh, life just kind of kicking your ass, right? Your business life just kind of kicking your ass, and I wanted. You don't have to get into specifics But I wanted to kind of get into that Like why that is And because you're going through A negotiation right now Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to get your perspective On like What that What that is for you How you kind of uh, Maneuver that And Mm -hmm. what are some of the pitfalls People go through When um, uh, Negotiating some of these High stakes uh, Business Moves
1: Okay Um (sighs) You know, it's funny when I try to put negotiations into like a category, I view it as like war. Forgot it. Right. So like, I don't view it as like, oh, we're going to have a conversation. I view it as like, there there's principles that go into, into a good negotiation. Principle one, number one is like, there's nothing that's off the table. Mm. Like I was speaking to uh, one of my buddies the other day and he was, you know, wanting to negotiate for uh for a rental, I think he wanted to do like an event space. Mm. And he came to me and was like, hey man, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, I want event space, but you know, I don't have, you know, the capital to kind of like build it up. I said, Hey, like, did you ask the landlord to build it up? And he was like, What do you why why would I ask the landlord mm. if he could build it up? I was like, that's a part of the negotiation. If you want me to utilize your space, I would like you to give me a hundred thousand dollars. To build up this place to his max capability in order to rent it out. And while I leave, it's still built up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an asset for you. You should like, there's so much that goes into negotiation that the first principle I would probably say is that there are no rules in what you can ask for. It's either they're gonna say no or they're gonna say yes, but there's no like you can't ask for something.
0: Yeah, I, that's that's important because me, I usually, like, I, I talk myself out of a lot of things. I go, oh, ah, I'm bugging, like, I'm not going to ask that. But
1: you're right, like, they can only say, like, the
0: worst they can say is no.
1: Mm-hmm. The worst that they can say is no. Yeah. Now, you do have to do research, right? So mm-hmm. that's it goes back to what I was talking about Uh, when I mentioned war, right? So in, in the military or in the Marine Corps is a phrase that we always talk about. I've mentioned this before, but I'm gonna mention it again, right? It's called critical vulnerability. Mm. So what we do is, we it's called turning the map around. So we pretend to be the enemy, right? We think about their strategies. We think about how they're gonna do things. And then we look at the enemy's army and we try to find a weakness within that army. Such a weakness that, you know, Well, it's not a weakness, it's their strength. Mm -hmm. But because it's so much of their strength, it also becomes a vulnerability if it gets taken out of the fight. Gotcha. For example, if you know, you're you're going up against an army and they have a you know, a really large tank, and that tank can kill you know, two hundred whatever, two hundred people with every blast. Mm -hmm. And it's like without that tank, they're susceptible to fast attacks um, airstrikes X, Y, and Z, right? The goal and the mission is now going to be to take out that tank at all costs. Like let's screw everything else. The mission is how fast can we get that tank taken down? Mm. So when you're going into negotiations, it's really good to try to find leverage. What's something that, you know, would really mess this person up you know, in terms of the negotiation. So example, I think last year we were looking at a, a location for, uh, for like our own like events and stuff like that. And the way it was set up, the guy had like these really large columns inside of the building. Okay. Like they're just messing up the infrastructure. And he was trying to subdivide and have like a place on the left, but a place on the right. But the way that the ducts, everything was set up, exhaust set up, it, it would not work for one person to get one or the other. They would need to get both. Mm. And because they need to get both, a lot of people can't just afford to come out the gate and get both sides. It doesn't make sense. So the place had gone unrented for like three years. So now he's hurting for money. He's like, all right, where'd I? So then we swooped in and I'm like, hey, like these columns are in the way and like we looked at the place we looked Mm -hmm. at everything and it's like all right these columns are in the way man we know that he if we choose one side he'll never be able to rent the other Mm -hmm. it's it's physically it would make no conceptual business concept strength whatever you want to call it to rent that right side out because the right side is useless without the left right so then it was just a smoke show. We ended up not getting the place, Mm -hmm. but it was a smoke show. He was willing to give up, you know, (laughs) TIA or tenant improvement allowances. He was willing to lower the rent, uh, do all of these things and just like, so it's just a matter of trying to find high stakes leverage on the deal as well. Got it. Also, you know, not being afraid to walk away. That's the biggest thing. I see a lot of people going into negotiations knowing that, they're not willing to walk away from the deal at all times. I'm willing to walk away from the deal. It sucks, man. Like it sucks. Like I'm in one negotiation right now and we're working it out and I pray this works, but if it doesn't, I'm going to walk away.
0: Mm.
1: Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. It's just kind of like, you know, we have parameters that we need to meet. And if we can't meet those parameters, then I have to walk away. But the ability to walk away is what allows you to have a built in leverage. Or gotcha. have some built-in leverage, right? Because they're like, all right, I want to do this deal with this person. I don't want them to walk away. If they walk away, what does that mean, right? I got to go find another person. I got to go find another buyer. I got to go find another person to like look through the finances with and, and build up rapport with. It's so much annoyance that when you get somebody at the final position, right, and you're know, like, all going back and forth, it's because you don't want to have to go find someone else. That's gotcha. actually really annoying. Gotcha. And so trying to find your own built-in you know built in leverage points is is something phenomenal like you mentioned earlier right that like in 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 your predicament sometimes you sabotage yourself by being like oh, i'm not going to ask for that yeah so like why if i had to turn it back on you why do you why do you feel that way uh because
0: i i'll be completely honest with you i don't want to come off like an annoyance mm-hmm. in negotiations like I don't want to uh he asked him for this and that. Like I just or like who do you even think you are? Because sometimes I, uh, I when some people ask me certain certain things, I'm just like, wait, what? Like who why does that even make sense? So I don't want I I don't want to be on the other end of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think another thing too is to clearly establish that you're in a negotiation. That too. That right? too. So that that's that's one of the things that we do up front. It's like, hey you know, we'll, we'll reach back out to you to begin the negotiations. Yeah. Like, that's a very clear statement. Like, we say that every time. Hey, we will be in touch to begin the negotiations, so that they understand that it will be a back and forth.
0: Like, I, our workspace right now, we got it for ch- very cheap because um, they were having a, pro- they were having a, fo- a flooding problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point. And we knew that the guy was unable to really rent it out because we saw so many people come and go. So we got this place cheap. And the guy and I don't think the guy knew that we knew. And mm. he gave us a price. And we were just like, yo, y'all, aren't y'all getting a lot of issues here? Because I don't know if you're like a couple of years ago, uh, we had like really, really bad rain in New York. To oh, the yeah, point like things were flooding, like things were actually flooding. Mm-hmm. And this this place is on the ground floor. So um, they were having problems here And then So we came Like As we were thinking about it We are like But this place does flood Like to ourselves What Mm -hmm. parameters can we You know Put in place Just in case that does happen So we got that So we already had Our plan in place Just in case that happened But We had to let dude know Like listen We know That y'all have problems here And yeah We know for a fact That y'all having problems Renting it out So he gave it to us For
1: Cheap Cheap (laughs) The I was just, that was like, that was like a the real levers.
0: basic, you know, level of negotiation. But I was proud of that. You know what I mean? Like we were able yeah. to come like fam. like don't, don't, don't play. So, so, so you,
1: so you mentioned that just now too. So I'll piggyback off that mm-hmm. is having an escape plan. Mm-hmm. Right. I had to learn that the hard way I had mentioned it before on the show, but you know, a finding like building in an escape plan that protects you. Mm-hmm. So like when we're doing negotiations with like deals for money, I, one of my things is like, I have to get paid back first, right? It's like, if, if anybody's going to have a lien against this business or idea or concept, it's me and I'm going to be in the first position. Gotcha. Right. And, or it's, I'm going to be in a pool of first position liens, but I'm not going to be fifth on the list. I refuse to be fifth on the list (laughs) for payback. (laughs) So it's like first position lien uh, against the whole thing. So that's another thing as well as like trying to build in an escape plan that allows you to walk away from a deal or, you know, pay your fee that you got a you know, a penalty or whatever that is. And you would just be able to walk away. Uh, I think most times, you know, people get trapped into deals, not realizing that you, once again, there's are no rules to negotiation. It's, mm-hmm. it's completely up to the imagination in terms of like what you can ask for, how you can structure it. What, what can you set up? Literally, if you can think about it, a lawyer can just put it together.
0: Gotcha. So what right. was your longest negotiation? Because I think people, uh, and for, for a while, myself included, like you think of negotiation, like we all come into the, you know, the office, everybody's cursing mm-hmm. each other out, but by the end of the meeting, a deal is done. And sometimes a lot of people say like, no, sometimes negotiation can go for months for at a mm-hmm. time because it's so many details regarding a deal. So what was yeah, your longest?
1: For me, a lot of my stuff is like real estate. Okay. So I'm like, it's... So, I think the longest was like my like Flavor Hills location one was about like two weeks. Okay. We, we did due diligence on it for like a month or so. Got it. But like the actual like, hey, we're going to hammer out these details was about two weeks, I think.
0: Now, is that I'll you hammering like out the details? To- you and your partner? Or like, do you have lawyers? Do you have other professionals involved that are like, you know, you, you talked about uh, like say a location and the architect of the building or something like that do you need like those type of professionals in there to work out those type of s- specifics or do you guys so, come in with the details ready and, like this is what our
1: professional said so because we've been in real estate so long that's true, oh you're right we, we have like our real estate attorney that's on the back end okay so like anything that might confuse us in the last hour i might hit my guy donald like mm-hmm. hey hey what's up bro like this doesn't this doesn't really sit right Gotcha. Or like what what does this mean? Or, you know, hey, they said this in 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 the clause here. Like, what does this explain? So, but I would recommend though, definitely, Lee, if you're if you're not in the space of what you're trying to do, right, um, to right. definitely have an attorney or somebody that really understands what's being written down on those pages. Um, because it could get very ugly very quickly. <laughs> you Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> when, when, when court cases come around and they bring out wording. Right. It, it, things can get very drastic very quickly um so in my situation about two weeks um and then we just normally have uh our attorney on the back end clean up anything that we might have a little bit of confusion on gotcha and then we also just learn in blood Gotcha. <laughs> so what what can make what's one of the things for
0: you that can make a negotiation go south like what's one of the things that like I, I i don't budge i never budge on this like you said uh getting paid first but what's something mm-hmm. else that's just like like i don't budge on this and if you even if you know if you even think about bringing that to me it's not it's not a go.
1: if they withhold the information okay i just can't trust you i think you're not trustworthy like if, if you don't if you don't tell me what it is to start mm-hmm. then i can't trust you like once it was like that, I was mentioning about that place. The guy came up very straightforward, like, hey, right? We have two columns inside of this place. Mm. The exhausts are in the wrong spot. And he laid it all out on the front line so that it wasn't a question of, why didn't you tell me this? Why am I seeing this in the plans? You knew this. Right. That means you're trying to con me. Right. I can't do business with anybody that's trying to con me. If you're not going to be stand up and, and, and tell what the problems are, then I can't, I can't deal with that. Um, so, that's like an absolute no go for me. Like if they're gotcha. if they're not transparent, um, you know, and certain things that I'm gonna be able to find out, then I can't I can't deal with that, man. What's one of the things that you've done early in your career that uh
0: made a negotiation go south? Like, what was something that was your fault, if there was anything
1: that was your fault? Um, we, we didn't have our financial picture in the correct order. Okay. Right. So there's. So there's something called like um I can't remember the term of it right now. It's um it's like a cash flow specialist. All right? So there's people who specialize in making your accounts look immaculate for loans, immaculate for leases, immaculate for anything that you're trying to do. So in the beginning stages, you know, we went through everything, we felt good, it was great, and then they're like, "Yeah, send over all of your financials." And we're like, "What?" Mm. And we sent over the financials. They're like, whoa, none of this isn't. Well, yeah, you're done. Get out of here. Scram. So now, you know, it tells them I have like an immaculate financial picture. Like <laughs> we have like a, a file that's dedicated to, like, we have all of our tax returns in that file. We have mm-hmm. all of our personal financial statements. We update, you know, our personal financial state statements once a quarter. Mm-hmm. um we have like real estate schedules that show all of our assets that we own all of our businesses that we own every anything that they we have uh, uh profit and loss statements for businesses we have all of these things anything that could be imagined in terms of you know what what they would want for a deal to go through right we have at, at ready ready to go and what one of the things that's so dope about that plug I'm gonna give, i'm gonna give away the keys right here right one of the things that Uh, loan officers look for, right? This is an internal test that they won't talk about. Mm. But this is like known is how organized you are when you send your documents. Right? Because that tells that are they serious? or Are they playing? Mm. So if I ask you right now, if I say, hey, Malcolm, I need these 18 documents. And you say to me, yeah, it's going to take me two weeks to get it. Is very different from 18 documents. Hey, man, check your email. They're there. It's like, oh, these dudes are not playing around. This is a very serious operation. Gotcha. And they're not kidding. Like, they, this is very well thought through. They have the stuff that means that they're in this realm and they know what they're doing. Gotcha. So, having, you know, tax returns, business tax returns, mm-hmm. personal financial statement. Bank account statement. I haven't access to your bank account statements. Right. Um. You know, profit and losses for the business. Um. You know, year to, year to date. Uh. Year to date for the business stuff mm-hmm. like that. All phenomenal. Uh. Business plans organized. If you're trying to expand things like that, it's 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 all necessary. Gotcha. So doing those things up front. I I didn't do that in the past, and you know we fumbled with our documents and and that put us in a predicament to, you know, to lose out on some stuff. But the best thing I would say is like being organized with your documents and paperwork. Gotcha. Like paperwork is like, it, it's it's the most boring thing on the face of the planet, but paperwork reigns, rain, right? 99% of the businesses that I talk to fail because of paperwork. It mm. just won't do the paperwork where it's like, ah, uh, we gotta put a package in, but it's like, yeah, you gotta put a package yeah. in because they need to verify and make sure, like if you were, I always tell people to like, turn it on the other hand, like what I was saying when we do war, war strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Turn it around. If I'm going to lend you money, wouldn't I wanna make sure that I'm gonna get my money back? Right. So how, how would I verify that I'm gonna get my money back? Right. I need to see the money that you're making. I need to see the past records of the money that you've been making. I need to see the current of what you've been making. Mm-hmm. And I need to know if the business fails do you have some assets low key that I can like try to get? Mm-hmm. Like, can I can I run up on you like and really try to get you for something else? Right? Yeah. Is there something that I can get back? And it's like is this a part of the game, right? Is, is this how it works? So being able to leverage things, you know, and put them up as collateral is, is big. So having those real estate schedules, having those asset schedules, you know, having the profit and losses, all of these things are important, or you're just gonna lose up front. So for me, we went through the whole process, got super excited. Felt good, you know, was ready to roll. And then we sent in our financials, not understanding how it was supposed to be set up. And it's like, no, thumbs down. Get out of here. Got you. All right. So that was something that got me in the beginning. And, and we don't play with that ever. Like that file is always on go. We send out like, you know, we were joking, but we got asked for our financial statements like uh, like two days ago. My, my partner was like, what? <laughs> He sent it in like, okay, yeah, like you think this is a game, like not nah, all documents are inside of there. In fact, we added seventeen documents that you didn't ask for, but I know you need. Yeah, if, if that's the case, but you know, we we get really riled up about stuff like that because we made a mistake in the past. We don't we don't play that ever, mm-hmm. again. dope. All
0: right, man. Well,
1: I also have a quick plug. Um, okay, my guy uh, Trevor
0: Castleberry. He just actually is in the process of finishing. Uh, his latest book, "How to Negotiate and Get More for What You Ask," that's coming out this year. As a matter of fact, he has three books in that series: is for the hustler, Volume One; Volume Two is the investment and the investor; and Volume Three is how to negotiate and get more than what you ask. I, I did a great interview with him on my YouTube channel, and he goes into negotiation and things like that. So it was it was really really interesting um, on his principles and how he looks at negotiations as well. So quick plug.
1: Quick plug, always a quick plug.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll have him on the pod soon because he he listens to us as well, and he oh, was uh, very excited to you know about what we had to say. So I'll definitely have him on here as well. All right. So uh, with that being said, guys, this is another. This has been another uh, episode of the Real Revenue Show. I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. Don't forget to like shit and subscribe. Comment below um, if you want us to talk about something else specifically. If you've gone through your own negotiation. What was that like for you? And we will be putting together a compilation of these things as well. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, don't forget to leave a rating and a comment. We would appreciate it a lot. So with that being said, peace. Peace.